0: Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday, October 9th edition of
1: The Disney Drive Time Podcast.
0: That's right, it's October 9th, part of my least favorite time of the year. Why? It's that season where we we uh, replace our summer clothes with our fall and winter clothes.
1: You just don't like it because it's a lot of
0: work. It is a lot of work, <laughs> but it just, it just it's the fact that summer is, is leaving.
1: I also hate doing like the yard cleanup at the end of the season.
0: Wait a second, you do yard cleanup?
1: Well, not really, but I feel bad for you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, why don't we bring everybody over to the Disney Parks blog?
1: All right. Um, Disney and National Geographic are bringing the joy of exploration to children in hospitals.
0: That's right. Disney and uh, National Geographic just donated 40,000 STEM kits, uh, activity uh, activity kits, toys, and books to children's hospitals and pediatric places of care nationwide Uh, through the Starlight Children's Foundation. Uh, This continues a work that Walt Disney did when he started bringing animators to children's hospitals way back in the 1930s. Very nice. Actually, they weren't really children's hospitals then. They were hospitalized children. Right. Um, And uh, the Disney company has been doing this for a while. Uh, They do have a $100 million commitment to reimagining the patient experience in children's hospitals. And part of that is their partnership with both National Geographic uh, where they've actually brought their – they have a mobile cinema that they bring over to the hospitals. Okay. Um, and they got to meet some veterinarians who have been on some National Geographic shows, and they also do work with the Children's Starlight Foundation. They started working with them 20 years ago, and uh, through the Starlight Foundation, they bring Disney-themed um, toys, Disney-themed hospital gowns, pajamas, uh, and care packages to okay. uh, pediatric units for kids. So sweet. Yeah. That's the only story of note in the Disney Parks blog, so let's head on over to Disneyland.
1: All right. A new Mickey Mouse toy soldier popcorn bucket has returned for the holidays.
0: That's right. I think if you are a popcorn bucket fan and you like Christmas, you have to have this bucket. Um, it is Mickey dressed as a toy soldier. Uh, the toy soldiers take part in the Christmas parades. They usually carry the trumpets, and that's what this Mickey is. He's dressed in the red soldier's uniform. He carries a uh, a, a horn. Trumpet. Trumpet, exactly. Uh, so this popcorn bucket is now available, as well as a new Mickey Mouse Red Glitter Jingle Bell Glow Cube for oh your beverages. Uh, and a uh, popular Kermit Holiday Straw Clip. Because, you know, there's one thing I don't like. It's when my straws move around. I could definitely use a straw clip.
1: Is that Does it make your straw stay put, or does it just clip onto your straw?
0: Yeah. Um, Yes, it doesn't look I think it both. just
1: I think it just clips onto your straw.
0: And then the last but not least new item is the reindeer parade sipper. So it's one of the reindeer heads from the Disney Parks uh, parade and they are back. So they're out in California right now. I'm sure they will be making their way across the country very soon.
1: I know you didn't ask, but I don't like the Mickey Mouse soldier popcorn you don't? bucket. No. I you know he looks
0: funny. Well, he's a soldier. He's a toy you know, soldier.
1: I know. But like his proportions are weird. He's got like the, I get what they're trying to do. I just don't like it. I wouldn't
0: Okay. Mind. Do you think he's too broad? He's I don't too think he's cute. Soldier?
1: I don't know what he is, but he's not cute. All right. And I like cute.
0: Julie, I will not be getting this for you for Christmas. No, thank you. So whoever's picking that up for me, cancel that. <laughs>
1: When Disney Viva Navidad returns to Paradise Gardens Park at California Adventure for its 10th season this year, Mickey, Minnie, and the Three Caballeros will debut new outfits.
0: That's right. Uh, Three Caballeros, of course, are uh, Latin American. Mm -hmm. Well, two of them are. Donald is not Latin American, but Jose and and Panchito are. He pretends he is. He does. Uh, And uh, they will have new uh, looks this year. Uh, Donald has a new Santa Claus-inspired hat with a green vest. Panchito and Jose have similar outfits to their usual look. Minnie is in a purple dress with flower pat- patterns, and Mickey has a teal guaba- guayabara shirt with flower patterns and khaki pants.
1: I want Minnie's dress. That's pretty great. It's okay. very pretty. All right. Yeah.
0: And as part of the Viva Navidad celebration, the three caballeros will host a street party featuring Mexican folk dancers and mariachis, Brazilian samba dancers, percussionists, Giant Moji Ganja puppets and Mickey and Minnie Mouse. There will also be live music and dancing, visits with Disney characters, and special appearances by Mirabelle from Encanto. Okay. Very nice. Uh, the holiday season at the Disneyland Resort begins officially on November tenth and lasts through January seventh.
1: Sounds so fun. It does. This is an odd story. Uh, a new Loki Season 2 Key Lime Pie has arrived at the Pym Test Kitchen at California Adventure.
0: Get it? Low Key Lime Pie. Oh, I see. So, yeah, there's a new the Key Lime Pie. It's arrived at the Pym Test Kitchen, which is in Avengers Campus. It will cost you $7.49. And uh, the pie can actually be seen in the trailer for Loki 2, so it has a little bit of a tie-in oh, to the show. Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, $7.49, you could buy a whole pie for that price.
1: Not really, actually. No? No. All right. You could buy a whole pie for like $20.
0: But it, it does look good. So if you're in Avengers Campus and you like key lime pie, it's the place to be. All right. That wraps up news from Disneyland. So let's head on over to Walt Disney World.
1: The hours have been extended at the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom in late October.
0: Wow, that's always exciting news. On October 22nd, 24th, and 27th, Magic Kingdom will now open at 8 a.m. instead of 9 a.m. The park will still close at 6 p.m. on those days. And, of course, if you're a Walt Disney World Resort guest, you get into the park a half hour prior to that scheduled opening. So early. That's right. And on October 23rd, Magic Kingdom will stay open for an extra hour until 11 p.m. They will still open at 9 a.m. on that day. Over at Animal Kingdom... The Animal Kingdom will open at 8 a.m. from October 22nd through 28th. The park will still close as scheduled at 7 p.m. on those days. And, of course, that means your early entry on those days would be at 7.30 a.m.
1: Scrim and Rolling Planters appeared in the area immediately surrounding the Frontierland and Arcade in the Magic Kingdom last month as pavement work was taking place. Uh, now the area is open again.
0: That's right. That pavement work is complete. Woo. I didn't know you would get so excited by the uh, pavement in front of the Frontier Land Arcade.
1: I love me some pavement. <laughs> okay, um, Tiana's Bayou Adventure at the Magic Kingdom is still, you know, undergoing its refurbishment. So there is an update here on where things are going.
0: That's right. They're actually doing a lot of work in the queue now. Okay. For, uh, speaking of pavement, they've actually ripped up a whole section of pavement and appear to be laying down some new brickwork. Uh, but they're also working on the building facades. Uh, as well as some of the uh, foliage in the area. So they have created some new concrete barriers uh, where they're going to be putting some flower beds, it looks like. Um, you know, th- this area had kind of like a frontiersy feel. Mm-hmm. But since Tiana's Bayou Adventure kind of takes place in a New Orleans city, right? this looks like it might be the city part. So maybe we're going to get some, you know, cobblestone right. or some, some brickwork. There. Right. So uh, exciting news. There's a bunch of rebar.
1: You know, I think that could use a little a little plussing up, a little mm-hmm. spark over there, because it was just kind of dark and boring back that way. All right. You know, so it would be kind of fun if it's cobblestone, a little bit more brightness, a little bit more like
0: cityscape type stuff. That
1: would be mm-hmm. nice. I'm
0: sure we'll see what's going on uh, within the next year. All right.
1: The new Spaceship Earth Disney 100 sign has been erected at World Celebration in Epcot.
0: That's right. It's, of course, in the Disney 100 Platinum Color Uh, it joins the mickey platinum statue in the area uh, but this one is opposite that it faces spaceship earth and it has the big 100 logo on it they have put some small platinum planters with disney 100 banners to either side it's a nice little photo opportunity although the the disney 100 logo with mickey in front of it is a little more impressive it is much more impressive yes
1: we talked in our last show about how moana was still meeting guests in the animal kingdom um, which seemed a little odd to even mention because she wasn't meeting guests anywhere else. Uh, but I guess that was in preparation for the fact that she is meeting guests outside of the Journey of Water.
0: That's right. So it sounds like she's going to be in, in two both, locations. Yeah, both places. Uh, now she does run back and forth between the parks. Yeah, so she's, she's going to get a lot of steps on her Fitbit. <laughs> um, but uh, the Moana meet and greet had a soft opening on Friday. She will officially begin meeting new guests on October 16th when the uh, attraction opens. And uh, Moana is meeting guests right now at 9, 10, 15, 11, 30, 1, 30, 2, 30, and 3, 45. So she is a very busy young lady.
1: I don't really understand what that means, like the intermittently, Because like if, you're in li- if you get in line, but the line is like 30 people long, how right. long are they out there?
0: Well, you figure it's an hour and 15 minutes, so maybe she's out there. Maybe she's out at 9. She stays till 9.45. She comes out at 10.15. She stays out till 11. And I guess you just stay in the
1: line if you want. Right. Yeah. If you want it that badly. If you're that
0: big of a Moana fan, you stay in line. Mm, Okay. But they do have her under a little bit of shade, which is nice because it can get hot in that sun.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And you know what else is undergoing uh, some change in that area?
1: Uh, What is it? The Seas with Nemo and Friends?
0: The Seas with Nemo and Friends Pavilion. They're uh, kind of changing the paint scheme up. They've returned a lot of the beige uh, that was part of the original land pavilion uh, that opened in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, although there's still some of blue paint seeping through. They had changed Uh-oh. it to a light blue. Um, maybe this is just a first coat.
1: Yeah, it needs a little more.
0: Um, they have also removed a bunch of, well, we, we know that the seagulls are missing right now. right. Uh, Hopefully for refurbishment, but they've also taken off a bunch of the silhouettes as you're walking into the pavilion. There were a bunch of characters from Nemo, Mm -hmm. um, Mr. Ray, Squirt, uh, Crush, Mm -hmm. uh, and they are missing now from the wall. So they didn't take all of the fish off, but they did take some of the larger characters off, so... Thought is that those are getting refurbished as well. Oh, I hope so. Yeah,
1: I like um, I like the beige. It's better. Mm-hmm. It looks more like um, you know, sand, right? And then the ocean, and it's more, it's a better, it's a more of a stark contrast. Mm-hmm. So the the blue of the the ocean and the fish and all that sticks out a lot more.
0: It does. Here's something you might enjoy.
1: Yeah, um, a new wine cart has debuted at the Italy Pavilion at Epcot.
0: That's right. Uh, that That is the whole story. It's a new green uh, wine cart with hand-painted flowers and grapes up off, across its facade. Uh, it kind of fits into the Italian village look. Um, there's some old, like, cask kind of barrels that have uh, vino on it. And uh, their wine prices are... Eh,
1: they're not know. much more than you get in a restaurant, but I think the pours are a lot smaller. Okay. Oh, yeah. Three-ounce pours um, are like, yeah, some of these must be more expensive. The red wines are three-ounce pours at from $13 to $6, $15. Um, and the sparkling wine is a 5-ounce flute, and those are $12. So that's interesting because I right. would pay that. Um, and then the white wines are a 3-ounce
0: pour at $11. Uh, Chardonnay is only 9 It's nine oh one for Chardonnay, which is a funny price. Yeah. Like they couldn't just make it 9
1: That's yeah, a little weird.
0: And uh, you can get a Limoncello uh, spritzer for $12. That's a 5-ounce pour. They also have Italian beer and uh, Dasani water, which even though it sounds Italian, is
1: not. Now, where exactly in the Italy Pavilion is this?
0: Ah, that's a good question. It happens to be located towards the front of the pavilion in front of the wine shop.
1: Okay, good. The walls blocking the path to the Harambe Market are now down. However, construction is continuing.
0: That's right. And there's a new seating area under construction for the market area. So that uh, that is good news.
1: I haven't been over there in a while. I think we went there like right when it opened, and I did not like the food I got, mm-hmm. and we haven't been back.
0: You know, I like the food that we got there, and apparently they're adding a covered section for, for dining. I there. do remember
1: being very the hot while we were was sitting open, there. Yep.
0: Um and while there was some shade, some awnings over the uh, where the lines would be for the the various food stands. Right, uh, there was no real shade uh, around the tables. Yeah. Now they have added some. Uh, umbrellas to some of the tables Mm -hmm. but you know the sun changes direction and it's never enough shade so hopefully a new covered area will be nice
1: yeah i wish they had a way to make covered areas more temporary with the seasons Mm -hmm. because in the heat of the summer you need the you need the covering everywhere because it's just hot no matter where you go when it's when you're there in like january You're kind of seeking out a sunny
0: spot. In in January, you need a space heater some (laughs) some mornings. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it's chilly in January. You don't
0: need it after like 1 p.m. Right. But you need it at 9 a.m. and you need it again about 7 p.m.
1: Yeah, if you stop for your coffee in the morning, you're looking for a sunny bench for sure. Maybe
0: they should just put the whole park under a dome.
1: And then just change the temperature all the time to what's comfortable. Make it like a
0: big aquarium, like a big people. uh, People aquarium? Not aquarium. I guess terrarium is the proper word. Okay, yes. yes. That would work. All right, so uh, into entertainment news. Uh, At the London Film Festival this week, Jennifer Lee, who is the chief creative officer for Walt Disney Animation Studios, has confirmed that work has begun on Frozen 3. Um, She was involved in the first two Frozen films. She was a writer and director on those two films. Uh, But now she is the chief creative officer for Disney Animation. She says that she is blown away by the work already being done in the studio. They don't have... um, uh, uh, an opening date yet, but uh, the film is under production, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, we do know, you know, kind of to tie in with that, uh, there's a new Frozen Land opening at Hong Kong Disneyland uh, this November. So Frozen, of course, is a big powerhouse. That looks like it's going to be gorgeous. Yeah. I want to go there. So speaking of more entertainment news, and we already mentioned Loki, Loki Season 2 debuted this week on Disney+. Plus. You were very excited. I know you don't get excited excited. for new shows that often.
1: No, especially not, you know, Marvel shows. I mean, I'm excited when there's a new movie, but I I don't love them all. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the stuff that's on Disney Plus, I don't watch. Okay. Um, But I loved Loki. I loved the first season, and I was really excited for this next season to start.
0: And what did you think of episode one?
1: It was great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. loving it. So hopefully the season
0: continues on to be wonderful. All right. What do you say we head on over to Universal?
1: Sounds good. Crews are continuing to make progress on the construction of DreamWorks land at Universal Studios Florida. It is replacing the Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone.
0: You know, I don't know one kid under the age of 35 who knows who Woody Woodpecker is these days, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, So, Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone was closed in 2023. We know that in 2024, that area is supposed to be rethemed. Uh, To DreamWorks characters. So we're going to get some Kung Fu Panda. We're going to get Shrek. We're going to get the Trolls. Um, I think Gabby is going in there. We talked about Gabby the other day. Um, So the old Woody Woodpecker roller coaster in that section is being rethemed to the Troller. It's called the Troller Coaster. Okay. Of course, after the Trolls. Uh, So that is uh, being painted and reframed. Um, And that roller coaster was there since the... uh, Area opened in 1999, so it's it's an older coaster, but right. it's it's still fun. It's it's geared towards children and families, and they're making progress on building Shrimp's Shrimp mm-hmm. Shrek's Swamp House. All right, um, so that is going to be uh, where they. Uh, Shrek and Donkey do their meet and greet. Okay. You know, they originally met over outside of Shrek 4D. Yes. Then when that closed, they were moved over to Woody Woodpecker Kid's Zone. They've been
1: bounced all over the place. They have
0: been, but they are getting uh, Shrek's house, so that will be fun. And that area, as I said, is expected to open at some point in 2024.
1: I'm actually surprised that Shrek is still as big a draw as he is. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I Those are
0: old movies. Yeah, I don't know that our – have our kids ever seen Shrek? I mean, Yeah, our I think they have. Our kids know Minions
1: – I think they've seen Shrek. Right, we'll it to, came we'll out It came out maybe right before Isabel was born.
0: Yeah, Shrek's been out since like 99, 2000, right around there. Yeah,
1: that sounds about right.
0: All right. And our last story today is the Brightline train service. Uh, beginning next week, we, we had mentioned that they were uh, planning on doing hourly trips. Uh, they started off at a 50% capacity. I think mm-hmm. they were only doing six or seven trips a day. They're now going to be moving to 15 round trips. That puts them at 75% capacity. All right. Uh, So that begins next week. They're also going to be increasing some of the speeds on the train. Uh, It's supposed to eventually get to 130 miles an hour. I think they've been doing stuff at 90 miles an hour uh, but they're going to be going up to 110 miles an hour. Okay. Uh, so they're incrementally increasing the speeds. And of course, that will lessen the travel time between Orlando and Miami. A bunch of people have been complaining that the time the train takes to get to Miami after leaving Orlando is just about the same time it takes your car. Mm-hmm. But of course, the train makes five stops along the way. Right. That adds you know, 20, 25 minutes to the process. Right. Um, but the CEO is saying as the speed increases... Uh, of the train that the travel time will lessen.
1: Not to mention you don't have to bring your car.
0: Right. And you don't have to drive. You don't have the stress of driving. Exactly. Uh, You can watch, you know, he said you can watch a movie while you're on the train. Um, So I get it. Yep. Uh, They expect eventually to uh, do 8 million passengers a year. That is That is their goal. That's
1: a lot of people. Yep.
0: So that is our final story for today. We'll be back on Wednesday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.